Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome, I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. We interview world-class influencers, celebrities, and elite entrepreneurs, and I thank you for joining us. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America's Influencers Channel. And you can listen to all our shows on your Android or Apple device. Go to TonyDurso.com slash mobile and get the app. TonyDurso.com slash mobile. Today's show is with James Shibley and Sharifa Hardy. All right, here's some info on James. Under the tutelage of the great film historian and Orson Welles collaborator, Joe McBride, James Shibley obtained his B.A. in cinema and English literature. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you for having me, Tony. I'm, I'm excited to be here and talk with you today. The pleasure is mine. The honor is mine. I love movies. I love talking about movies. I'm very interested on movie quotes for all occasions. But first things first, James, I'd like to know, how did it all start for you? What's your backstory? Sure. I'm a, a Northern California boy. I grew up in the Central Valley out here uh, by Modesto, hometown of uh, George Lucas. And I grew up immersed in, in Lucas and in Star Wars and American Graffiti and then progressed from there to Spielberg and Kurosawa and Kubrick and, and just kept going. And, you know, it, it helped having an uncle who was in the screenwriting business. And um, he sort of led me in. And I ended up going to film school in San Francisco, being mentored by some some pretty awesome film historians. Uh, Joe McBride, primarily, who is the personal biographer of Orson Welles. He's actually got a new movie coming out here with uh, that he starred in um, a long lost Orson Welles movie. And, you know, from there, I, I went into marketing and publishing, and, and here I am talking with you today, Tony. That's amazing. And you have a best-selling book out. I believe this is your first book, right? This, it is, yeah. It's, um, it's a fun little book. It's called uh, Movie Quotes for All Occasions. And it's kind of in the mix between a trivia book and a self-help book. And it's really there to help you guide yourself through any kind of conversations that you have around big life events, whether it's a wedding or a funeral or graduation or, or, you know, the workplace, as it were today, that we're going to be talking about. Yep. And it's, you know, it's a testament of a good marketer. This is your first book. It's got such traction that just shows how good you are. So you should think (laughs) about marketing other people's books. You're doing very well on this. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, it's not the first time I've heard that, but it's always nice to hear. So I appreciate that. Very good. I want to jump into this a little bit. And first of all, step back one half step. James, why should we use movies to communicate situations, talk about life events? Why is that have importance? Why is there relevance in this? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, me, myself, I'm a film nerd. Um, I'm a snob a bit. But I also realize the the importance that that pop cultural phenomenons have on people and how they can change people and how really without even thinking about it, we sort of incorporate everything that we see, um, our favorite movies, our favorite TV shows, our favorite books, our, our favorite music 
into our everyday lives and how we talk, how we react. And, you know, sometimes we do it without even thinking. And I thought when I was, you know, setting out to write this book, how awesome would it be to be able to harness that and really put it forward for everyone to see in a meaningful way and to have this resource that sort of guides you through it. And maybe you don't use something directly from my book, but a quote from my book will prompt you to remember something that you heard in another movie that's your real, your truly favorite movie, and then you go and use that. It's powerful. It's, it's powerful to use words that have this connotation that we've all kind of agreed on in everyday life. And, and that's sort of what movies do. We go into a dark theater and we sit down and we experience something together. And, you know, why does it have to end there? Why can't it keep going to all aspects of life? And that was my genuine approach to it. Um, you know, I, I think that we as a people look for connections and movies are just another way to connect. You know, you've got some good points there. It, it makes me think back on growing up with music. It was common back then for us, and it's common now, to say a line from a very popular hit song if it was apropos to the situation or if it was funny or charming or whatever. And the same for movies, of course. There are the famous movies that you hear lines from all the time. Probably the most famous I could ever think is, you know, The Godfather, you know, make him an offer he can't refuse. I mean, these movies, they've impacted our life without us even knowing it because when that situation arises, we're, what is it, our quick wit? We just jump and say, here's a line from the movie and we just serve that to the people we're talking to and it just fits in it and it just engages more. Something really interesting about that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things where we don't even know how meaningful things are to us until we start to share it with somebody else. Like you said, there are these universal quotes that we all know. Frankly, my dear, you know, there's no crying in baseball. It, it goes on and on, right? There's these ones that we all know. But just because you might not know it word for word doesn't mean it doesn't have value. And that's, you know, when I dove into this book, I went for things that have value even if we don't recognize them as world-famous quotes, because there is value in art and in sharing that art together. All right, so so I won't say who's on first unless I just want everyone to smile because it has no relevance to anything. <laughs> <laughs> but these quotes, you know, and I, I said just earlier, they're like, they're served. It's just like this automaticity saying, hey, this is something really good and cool to say, boom. And it just gets this really great reaction. I'm very impressed at it. And I've never looked upon it that way. So now we're actually taking this mechanism apart. And do you see this useful in the workplace as well? I think you've mentioned that it can actually be used to motivate. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things about the workplace, right? And I come from a corporate background. I'm in corporate marketing. We tend to, when we communicate with each other one-on-one -on -one in a workplace setting, you know, coworker to coworker. We do do that. We do quote things often. Um, we do quote movies. We do reference things. And that's how we get our work done. And that's how we contribute to each other. And it seems that, you know, sometimes when you're in a corporate atmosphere, you there's a kind of a breakdown between top and bottom when we're talking, right? So there's this kind of tendency to talk more formally, to talk as if there is a separation. And there there shouldn't be. And so... You know, in the workplace section of my book, what I really tried to do was grasp onto funny, insightful, like cute, 
you know, everyday movies that you could grab onto as a boss or even as, you know, the, the lowest person on the totem pole to use in that conversation with somebody higher up or somebody lower up than you and sort of bridge that gap. And, you know, suddenly if you say something that from a movie that your boss loves, your boss might start to see you a little different in terms of this is humankind, right? This is how we communicate with each other. And the workplace, obviously, there are some separations and we want to keep things, you know, safe for work, as it were. But there are also times where, you know, we can truly connect and connection brings a better workplace. It brings better performance all around and it creates unity. And, you know, that's what I was going for in the workplace section. Just this this sort of tide in the in the workplace and the workforce and the company that everyone can ride together and it's, it doesn't separate. Now, those are great points, James, and it fits and can be very apropos, especially if everyone has seen the movie you're talking about. As in this interview we're doing right now, you and I have both mentioned a few things, but now that I think about it, I don't know that my audience has instant recognition of the quotes that I am saying and giving or you. So that brings the point of, should we choose certain types of movies? What should we choose when we want to give a quote? Because we want it to have relevance. We want people to understand it. We want people to smile or say that fits or whatever. So is there a process in this? Yeah, there is. And it's really a personal process. You know, as much as there's sort of an analytical side of choosing wisely, you know, obviously you don't want to choose anything that's too blue. You don't want to choose anything that's, you know, too childish, although I don't believe that there's anything too childish if it's done in good nature. But really, if it means something to you, it's going to mean something to them. And maybe they won't know it. But if you give context, if you give an example of of what that movie means to you, you know, it's really powerful. And to prove the point, one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, surprisingly, is Ratatouille. And it's really a movie about how we judge movies too harshly. It's an analogy for creating film and appreciating film and realizing that Critics, as good as they are at their job and as knowledgeable as they are, can sometimes misclassify something based on analytics. And so, you know, there's Anton Ego comes to the revelation that even the most pedestrian piece of garbage art to a critic can mean something to somebody else. And that's the thing. If you can convey that meaning and why that film means so much to you. People will understand because they have those same feelings about other films. Maybe they won't get it for your film, but if you put the effort and thought into it and the heart behind it, they'll get the meaning, they'll get what it means to you, and they'll get what to take out of it just based on you. Okay. By the way, Ratatouille, I love that movie. Really great, funny, cute, charming, love it. Now let's give some examples of this, please, so that the audience understands more. Let's have a scenario. Let's have some quotes. You're the whiz and the guru around this. So take it away, James. What would you suggest here? Sure. Yeah. Um, So, you know, there's there's a couple of ones that can be taken from movies that, you know, not necessarily are meant to be taken as the best workplace. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is everybody in business knows ABC always be closing from Glengarry Glenn Ross. It's a fantastic monologue. Um, that can be repurposed for, you know, any situation. Maybe, you know, the entire monologue shouldn't be repurposed. But yeah, <laughs> other things that, I, you know, I personally really love 
the Stranger Than Fiction. It's a film with Will Ferrell, and it's got a lot of great quotes about what your life life's work is. And let me pull up. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me real quick. Let me pull it up. I'm sorry, Tony. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> and by the way, full disclosure, I have not seen that film, but every other film we've talked about so far, I have seen. It's a fantastic movie about what your purpose in life is, and it's about an IRS agent who decides he doesn't want to work at the IRS anymore and he wants to do something else um, after hearing a, a voice in his head. So <laughs> that's no, one of my No wonder favorites. I haven't seen that movie yet because I know what my purpose is. Just joking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, my, the, my purpose is ABT, always be talking. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> so, so just to give you an example, um, I really think you can biographies are great places to pull from, you know, biopics. So, you know, one of my favorite quotes for the workplace is from the theory of everything. Um, it's a Stephen Hawking quote. Um, so it kind of doubles, right? But, you know, most people probably hadn't heard it before the film. And it's, there should be no boundaries to human endeavor. We are all different. However bad life may seem, there's always something you can do and succeed at. And that's my personal journey. Oh, James, yeah. I'm going to interrupt you on one thing on this, if I may, because it's such a long quote. Sure. Is it something that you're going to deliver, you're at a meeting at an office, you're talking to some friends, you're talking to a boss, you're doing a presentation, that you're going to deliver this quote that people are going to recognize? You yeah. see where I'm coming from? Yeah, it's such absolutely. a long quote. Yeah, absolutely. This is the Tony D'Urso Show. Just ahead, the chat continues with James Shibley and Sharifa Hardy. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. I got this phone call about 5.30, 6 a.m. was tasked with devising a go-to-market strategy for a rebrand. We knew that we had resonated with those hikers or those surfers or skiers, but we needed to expand our reach and make sure that these people were able to go from the boardroom to the board with our sunglasses. AdRoll was definitely instrumental in getting this new brand out there, both from a prospecting and remarketing standpoint, and they kind of helped me break down how the funnel looked and how we wanted to position our messaging. I was getting slacks from everyone in the company when they'd see an ad somewhere, and like in the New York Times, everyone was super stoked to see our new content and our new brand uh, creative out there. You know, they definitely helped me shine internally at Sunski from a marketing standpoint. To find out how Sunski and 37,000 other brands grow their businesses with AdRoll, visit adroll.com slash RCR. That's A-D-R-O-L-L dot com slash RCR. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age. From relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, 
business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show. Today's show is with James Shibley and Sharifa Hardy. James Shibley was raised on the pop culture relics worshipped by his family. From an early age, he was immersed in the works of Spielberg, Lucas, and Coppola. By the time he hit his teens, he was dissecting Kubrick, Kurosawa, and Kieslowski. All right, and now back to the chat with James. And to give you a little background on the actual book itself and where it came from, and, and this is sort of an example of how it's used in, in real life, right? I was the minister at my sister's wedding, and the day of, I hadn't written anything for the ceremony. I just, my sister is my best friend, and I, I couldn't bring myself to put anything down that was meaningful in a way that I thought she deserved. And at the very last second, I remembered a, a long quote from the movie Serenity, which is about space cowboys of all things. And I used that as the backbone around which to shape my speech, right? And so, you know, most of these are designed around that. You have a quote, some of them are short, some of them are long, but they provide a sense of a greater speech or a greater lesson. And from that quote, you can build around and sort of incorporated it. You know, my, how I usually do it is the quote comes at the very end of my speech, but sometimes it can come at the beginning or sometimes it can come in the middle. And, but I tend to think that it usually works better if you have your speech you are giving your speech or giving your talk or your pep talk or just, you know, pulling aside someone to give them a quick talk and you lead up to it and you say, there's this quote from one of my favorite movies and maybe it's not one of your favorite movies, but maybe it is. And here it is. And usually I use that to start a conversation is what do you think of this quote? What, what does this mean to you? Or what do you draw from that? And whether that's an actual conversation you have right there then, or you give it to them to take with them, you know, take that quote with you, think on it, internalize it, and use it to guide you for the rest of the day. That's the kind of interpretation I have for how to use, if you will, the book. But obviously, it's up to everybody. If you want to just throw out the quote, by all means, throw it out. I've provided some quick one-liners for those. But I've also provided some substantial ones for you to really build on. I like that, that you built a whole speech around a quote at your sister's wedding. That's very inventive and <laughs> useful where you can actually do something like that and actually have it have meaning and apply to the scenario and situation at hand and be used for those people that may have a writer's block or a block on what to say. That could be very, very useful where you just pull up something from a good movie that you like from this book and use that to center even a speech or something. You could probably make many of these fit any situation or circumstance you want. So 
If you're short of ideas on how to do a presentation or a speech, it seems like this book would actually have and could have a lot of answers for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's sort of, you know, I call it a launch pad, right? There's so many places to jump from out of this book that you might get stuck. You know, you might not have the launch pad you need to get going. You might know what you want to say, but not how you want to say it. And, you know, it always helps when somebody else has already written something about it to give you a little jump start, right? It's easier to add notes onto a topic than it is to come up with the topic offhand and then add all the notes, right? There's just something about human nature that, you know, when we see great art or when we see great, you know, language, we tend to ride on that, right? We, we feed on it and we, and from that we can grow our own. That's how all writers steal is, is the saying. It's kind of true. And, you know, but good writers and good talkers and good bosses, they learn to take it and make it their own and apply it to what they're presenting at any given time. Absolutely. James, can you give us another scenario where you used a quote successfully and it turned out even better than expected? <laughs> Aside from your uh, sister's wedding. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you know, that one was the best one because I got my grandmother to come up to me and say, did you write that yourself? Absolutely. I did, Grandma. Absolutely. I did. Um, I couldn't I couldn't break it to her that it was from a space cowboy movie. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it just in my personal life. And, you know, professional life, I've, I've moved around. I was going to be a filmmaker for a long time. And then I, I got into publications and, and marketing. And and on my first day, uh, you know, the, the last day of, of my first day, the last hour of my first day, somebody came up and, you, you know, they were a little concerned about whether or not I really wanted to be in marketing, whether or not this was really something that I was going to, you know, put my all into, or if I was just sort of riding it around until I found something better. And I used one of these quotes to sort of ground my feelings on it. And my feelings were that you don't really know what you want to do until you fall into it. And you never really know what you're good at until you fall into it. And a lot of the times we think we're not good enough for something, or we think that we have to go down a certain path because we started it. And so I gave them this quote, and it's from a very random movie called The Adjustment Bureau. And it's a movie about a man who realizes that his life is being pre-planned by whether you want to call them angels or, or heavenly entities. They all have a plan for us in this, in this film. And he decides that he doesn't want to go with it. And he spends it's a sort of a, a thriller chase film where they're chasing him around, trying to get him to conform to the path because he's supposed to do great things. And so this is the quote from it. And it's most people live life on the path that we set for them. They're too afraid to explore any other. But every once in a while, someone comes along and they knock down all the obstacles that you that get put in their way. And that's when people realize Free will is a gift and that you'll never know how to use it until you fight for it. And I gave that to one of my bosses and they sort of blinked at me. And I said, what that means for me is just because I started on one path doesn't mean that I wasn't able to go down another, that I didn't see a future in another path, that there are no pre-planned paths and that really it's about your your will, your free will in this case. But for me, it was the will to work, the will to make something work um, that I saw that I had a gift at. 
And they sort of nodded and they said, okay, we won't ask you again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I said, okay, cool. And they said, obviously you, you do love movies and obviously you were in film, but I can see that you're determined to make this work. And I said, I absolutely am. And you know, it's been, that was six years ago. And I'm still in marketing now. And um, I've, you know, I'd like to say I've progressed fairly significantly since then. And, you know, it was the right choice and it was the right quote for the right time. Very interesting application. Good movie. I really like that movie as well, Adjustment Bureau. And I can see now how you can apply some of this. And also for going to parties, social events, keep this book in your back pocket, pull out a quote. Have some fun, play around with it, and see what you can do. I bet you can make a whole game out of using the appropriate movie quote for the appropriate or inappropriate circumstance or situation. Absolutely you can. And there's also, um, I try to put in some fun facts for people. Um, some of the things that, you know, when I found out about them, either were, were insightful or really funny. And so there's some good stuff to share with your friends there. There's some nerdy stuff. There's a lot of Harry Potter. There's some Lord of the Rings. And I tried to stay away from the big ones, but uh, I slipped some in. And then there's also, I, you know, one of my favorite things is recommending movies. And there's a list at the end of every chapter for movies on that theme. So if it's succeeding in the workplace, there's a list of 10 movies that I think that rep you know, reflect that or weddings. Like these are the 10 wedding films that you should see that maybe you haven't seen before. It's not all father of the bride and, or, you know, for workplaces, it's not all how to succeed in business without ever really trying. And, you know, there's some interesting things in there. And so I thought that's a fun aspect of it too. I like that. And for the top 10 movies, I hope you put office space in that. Office space is in it. Ah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's a cult office classic. And then another cult classic um, is the Hudsucker Proxy um, about the invention of the hula hoop. And Joe, it's a Coen Brothers film done with Sam Raimi. And it's Tim Robbins and Jennifer Jason Lee and Paul Newman. And it's a it's like a old, hard-boiled, His Girl Friday type office film about people who succeed without knowing that they can succeed. I love it. Very inspirational. And to our audience... The book, again, is Movie Quotes for All Occasions, and you can get it at Amazon. Very easy. And that's James, don't tell me, don't tell me, I know this one. That's James Shibley, and I'm going to spell it, S-C-H-E-I-B-L-I. How did I do, James? That's perfect. You nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Tony D'Urso Show. Just ahead, the chat continues with James Shibley and Sharifa Hardy. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You heard that a majority of businesses fail. Don't be a statistic. Get my book free, The Vision Map. Beat the odds for your business success. Get it free at TonyDurso.com slash vision. And set up your own successful vision map. TonyDurso.com slash vision. 
There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with Key Influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Urso Show. Today's show is with James Shibley and Sharifa Hardy. And now, back to the chat with our guests. James Schleiby, we talked about communicating through movies. So if you don't know what to say, pick up the book, say something, and you'd be amazed at what you would start from it. I think we've covered pretty much everything. We're going to get the book at Amazon. And it's a great gift. If you need a great gift and you don't know what to give to all the kids graduating and for little giveaways, stocking stuffers, things for the holidays... This is a great book. It's very inexpensive. Buy dozens of them and just pass them out. What do you think, James? Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. And that's kind of what it was for. So go for it. All right. Well, thank you. A fun interview. I really enjoyed it. And if you have any more books coming out or anything else in your bag of tricks, please come back. We're going to have some more fun. I loved it. Oh, thank you so much, Tony. It was a blast. All right. And now we have Sharifa Hardy join us. Sharifa Hardy, also known as Ask Sharifa, is CEO of Crossroads TV. Formerly at Punch TV Studios, she assisted the company in expanding its reach and gaining national exposure. Welcome to the show, Sharifa. Thank you for the opportunity. It's my pleasure, my honor. Excellent, excellent. And again, the honor really is mine. And for our audience, you know, there's so much you've done. I'd like to know, first things first, Sharifa, how did it all start for you? Uh, believe it or not, it started with the pain. I didn't get the pleasure until I went through the pain. And that's why everything I talk about is going from laid off to loving life. I've been laid off about seven or eight times. And I always wanted to be an employee. But universe, spirit, God, whatever we choose to call it, had a different plan for me, a different path for me. And my path is the entrepreneurial path. So I took that path. And I actually wound up becoming the CEO of my own television network, as opposed to working for somebody else, being an employee and staying at my job. That's absolutely amazing. And, you know, when we have things like that that happen, it seems like such bad news. 
And it's just amazing. And I've been saying this for years. There's always an advantage to every disadvantage. And look at this, from laid off to the CEO of a television company. Absolutely astounding, Sharifa. Yes, there are things that you learn. But what I learned is that now it's funny because when people look at my resume, they say you have the resume of an engineer because you have so many different skills. But what I realized is that I obtained those skills from the companies that I worked for. So maybe I learned how to do website design at one company. Then I learned how to do, you know, PR and press releases at another company. And then I learned how to do online marketing, SEO, you know, so at each company, I picked up a different skill set. And now as the CEO of my own company, all of those different skill sets definitely come in handy. I totally see that. And, you know, I'd love to know about Crossroads TV, your new company. I'm very fascinated about it and what it has to offer. Can you tell us about it a little bit more? Crossroads is a dream of mine. It's a television network, and the, the, where it is now is not where it's going to be. So give me about a year, 365 days. We're probably a little into those days as of right now because I launched this company in March. But a year from now, it, I'm planning on creating the next Netflix or the next Hulu. So this is a subscription-based model where people can come and watch content on demand, video on demand, and just binge watch and watch the content. But it's because of, you know, I just recently was laid off from another television network. So when I was laid off, I said to myself, Sharifa, okay, what do you want to do? I was at a crossroads of my life. Do I want to go and get a job working for someone else? Or do I want to be my own boss, be a CEO of my own company? And I said, you know what? I'm going to work for myself. And that's what I did. So because of my relationship and because of the people around me who I've been working for for years, some were producers and some were part of other networks, I, in the process of production right now, producing new content. So we will produce new content, license and syndicate that content to major networks. And before I even have my network, Crossroads TV, off the ground, there's the possibility of having our content on other networks like Netflix or like OWN or BET or TV One. I mean, networks, especially major networks, do not care who produced the show as long as it's a hit show. So I'm working on production. I'm working on licensing that content for the major networks. I'm going to take the company public on the OTC, the over-the-counter. Many consider it the penny stock, but unlike the NASDAQ or the NYSE, I can just do the filing and become a publicly traded company. And then that's when I'll build it out to a crossroads out to a subscription-based model. So right now what I'm doing is actively looking for new content. I'm searching for new content. So whatever genre it is, that's the number one question that people ask me is, okay, well, what type of show does it have to be? And I'm like, I'm looking for all types of show because what Centric is looking for is different than what OWN is looking for. What, you know, TV One is looking for is different than what MTV is going to look for. So we get the content and then we will pitch it to the appropriate network. So that's really my focus right now with the network, but it's a part of my overall passion in life. I love people. And in loving people, I believe what America needs, and I'm proud to be an American. You know, I'm not one of those people who, who even buys into the hate and everybody's hating. No, everyone's not hating. There are a lot of people who really love people. And for me, I believe that the only way to boost the economy is to create jobs. 
you know, hungry people do not steal. People who are able to feed their families are not going to steal. They're not going to go out and commit crimes. A person wants to feel good. They want to be able to feed their families. So for me, my focus is on creating jobs and creating generational wealth. Because without generational wealth, even though a person may have a job right now, guess what? That doesn't guarantee that their children or their grandchildren or even their great-great-great-grandchildren don't fall into that same circumstance. So that's what I want to do to create wealth so that future generations don't have to struggle as much as we are in these generations. I'm very impressed by that, Sharifa, and I'm very pleased at what you said on all of the genres that you'll take. And the reason I say that is because that means that the Tony D'Urso TV show, which highlights successful entrepreneurs and showcases them, that means that has a chance on your network. I would love to see about that because more people want this because the information that we give on our shows helps other people and gives them that inspiration, gives them that information, gives them that motivation to then take their idea and launch it and become successful. So that's very cool there. And Absolutely. Now, let me just say this about your show. With what you just said about your show, Tony, I agree with that 100%. But let me just, just add this caveat to it. Not only are those are the aspects that you focus on your show, but you do something that many are unable to do. You have actually been able to have a successful show. So to me, it's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing what you talk about on your show. But from, from my memory, if memory serves me correctly, you, Revenue Chat has been around for three years. Is that correct? Two and a half years going on three years this fall, yes, with okay. a total of both of my shows, two, 2.3 million downloads the last I counted several weeks ago. Yes. So you, that just, you know, I was off by a couple of months, but my memory was correct. You've been doing this for about three years. And so what happens is people decide they want to have a radio show. They decide they want to be in media. They make all these decisions. They try it. They attempt it 30 days, 60 days later. You're like, what happened to your radio show? And they're like, oh, it wasn't for me, you know, but to actually see someone who, who has stood the test of time, that is priceless. You know, I tell everybody, I, I don't even, you know, worry about some of the things that I've gone through because I know for a fact that everything that I've gone through was for someone else. It was for that person who comes to me and says, Sharifa, I can't do this. And I'm like, mm, no, I did it. So if I could do it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a super woman. I'm just a woman. I may be super, but I'm just a woman. <laughs> So if I can do it, there's no reason in the world that you can't do it. So it's the same thing with your show. You're a shining example of what is possible and what has already been done. Oh, thank you. That's heartwarming to hear. I'm, I'm very pleased that it's, it has such success and that people like it. So, you know, to coin a phrase, others say, I really feel I'm blessed and I was made to do this. That's why mm-hmm. I'm Italian. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's beautiful. That is such a beautiful thing. People don't really understand how beautiful that is because sometimes you just have to offer people hope. And the hope is, is that if Tony can do it, then why couldn't somebody else do it? You know? And so you can inspire the next generation, the next group of people who want to have their own radio show. They'll be inspired because they'll say, if Tony can do it, I can do it too. Well, thank you on that. And yes, I am already getting approached by people who saying. How can we build a really great booming podcast? And I'm, I'm helping them. So I'm very glad to do it because I think 
I think that's what I'm supposed to do. And I really, truly enjoy helping others. It's beyond money. It's just a feeling of satisfaction that just goes beyond. And when others, when you try it, it's just something that is just very different than money. The action of helping others and seeing them get satisfaction. It's priceless. And now, Sharifa, back to you. You mentioned about helping people get jobs and build some wealth. Can you give us more information? You touched upon an amazing thing. Your new company is going to help other people get jobs. Can you spell it out a little more for us? Absolutely. I can tell you quite easily. I'm creating a multi-billion dollar company. So it's not just about getting jobs. It's about creating jobs. And I believe in, in jobs that at the very least, at the very least, allow someone to have a living wage. And that's living wage is something that is dear to my heart, you know, because I was a single mother raising two children. And a lot of people, even though they actually are employed full time, they still don't have enough money, you know, for the other things or so, you know, because their wages may be low. So I want to create jobs with at the very least a living wage, a wage that people can afford to live on. And then I say at the very least, because I always tell people, and I joke, so don't take me wrong, Tony, but I always tell people I like to pay people a little bit more than average, you know, really good, because I'm a yeller. Sometimes I have to yell, you know, and then people will get their check, and they'll be like, ah, Sharifa made me mad, but I- I'm going to be back tomorrow, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> as opposed to those jobs where you're like, this is minimal wage, I don't have to take this, you know? So that's just my little joke I tell people. I want to make sure I pay them at least twice as much as the average, so then they'll think twice about going somewhere. There you go. That's a great way to take care of employee loyalty, treat them well, pay them well, they'll stay with you forever. I love that attitude. That's very, very good. (laughs) This is the Tony D'Urso Show. Just ahead, the chat continues with Sharifa Hardy. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Check out my other great interviews at TonyDURSO.com or using your Android or iPhone, get the app at TonyDURSO.com slash mobile. That's TonyDURSO.com or slash mobile. You heard that a majority of businesses fail. Don't be a statistic. Get my book free, The Vision Map. Beat the odds for your business success. Get it free at TonyDURSO.com slash vision. And set up your own successful vision map. TonyDURSO.com slash vision. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show. This segment of today's show is with Sharifa Hardy. Along with being an incredibly intuitive expert and influencer, Sharifa is also a published author. Her first book, And Here's Your Box, From Laid Off to Loving Life, shared how she became Google's number one ranked professional business consultant by overcoming disappointments, life lessons, and victories with a bottom line technique that reaps success for devoted listeners. And now back to the chat with Sharifa. All right. Well, a multi-billion dollar company. I like it. And I'm very pleased and honored to be a little part of it as we have have your evidence here on this show. (laughs) The Tony D'Urso TV show is going to be with you. So that's very cool. Yes. Thank you. And it's a TV network. So for me, as well as for the audience, you produce shows and you place them and your planning, your plan, your strategy is to be like a Hulu, a Netflix, where you have paid for content that people can easily find. They, they would open up their Amazon or Apple and they would see your Crossroads TV little icon there next to Hulu or, or Netflix. Is that sort of the vision I'm picking up here? That is absolutely a vision. And so when we say a television network, even though it is a television network, to a certain extent, we say that for ease of understanding. What Crossroads is, is a digital television network. And in the world, or at least in the U.S., there are only two publicly traded digital television networks, and that is Netflix and Hulu. So for a 42-year-old African-American female to come out with a publicly traded digital television network, I think that's quite an accomplishment. Major statement and a half. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to help you with what I can. And the timing of this show is absolutely incredible because you've launched it this year. Well, we're going to get this out to a lot of people. What would you like people to know about, like, where can they find you? What should they do? You've got an open microphone here to the audience. What would you like to say to them? What I would like to say to them is to definitely visit the website. It is the letter X. It symbolizes X. Um, And X for me is where ideas meet action. And that's crossroads is where people's ideas, we can take with people's ideas, we can take the necessary action to bring them to fruition, to take them out into the world, to take them out into the major network. So that's what Crossroads is. So if you visit the website, it's the letter X and then RoadTV.com. So it's X, Road, and then it's X, RoadTV.com. So this is what I want to say to the people. And when I speak sometimes, I have to work on, you know, I tell people I say this in all humbleness. You know, I'm a very humble person. It may not always seem that way, but I'm a very humble person. So what I want people to know is that I'm going to win. Crossroads is going to win. So you want to be a part of a company that is going to win and that is a winner and that is winning. Because I tell people that, again, in all humbleness, I'm a winner. I win. That's what I do. 
So right now, there are two opportunities that are available. There's the investment opportunity. We're offering 5 million shares of stock at 50 cents per share. That gives us a $2.5 million raise. It 50 cents? That's yes. a great. Yes. I just had to say right. that. I just had to plug that. Thank 50 you. cents. Hey, guys. Who's got 50 cents? Raise your hands. <laughs> now, yes, Sharifa, do, do they have to be accredited or how? What's the minimum stock purchase and so forth? Okay. So that gives us a $2.5 million raise. I don't even need half that much or nearly that much to accomplish what I want to accomplish. But the minimum is $1,000. So it's a $1,000 minimum. I'm sorry. What was your, your other question? Well, the minimum and if they had to be an accredited investor. Oh, accredited. Right now, we're raising through friends and family and through accredited investors. So I'm getting a lot of referrals and friends that are coming to me. So um, that allows me to take those investment dollars from any of my friends, any of the friends that are in my network, any friends that are in my circle. But then if they're accredited investor, accredited investors can always invest across the board. And the way it is, because it's a private company and the investment is only being offered from the company, people can make their investments online. That's the only way to make your investments to go to the website, complete the subscription agreement, because it's a, you know, a legal document that makes people aware that this is a long-term investment opportunity. So just because I'm going to win doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to win tomorrow. Now, Tony, if you want to go ahead and write that $2.5 million check, we can speed it up. But it, it, <laughs> well, you know, I want to leave. I'm not greedy. I will leave some room for others. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I, I like you not being greedy. That's why I like you. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. I don't want to stop the flow if that's you know what you're feeling. But it's just so much that we can do because there's a lot of good, and it's so funny because I was in this mode of my life before launching my company that has completely changed now. Because I was telling one of my friends, I was just like, I always feel like I'm going to be rich. Like I'm going to have all this money. I said, but I just feel like it's going to cause me a lot of heartache and hardship because, you know, more money, more problems. And so my friend said to me, she said, Sharifa, just think about all the good you can do with that money. She said, you can build organic farms, you know, for, to feed people. You can build housing for the homeless. And she listed off so many things, Tony, that I had to tune her out because I was already feeling guilty and crying by the time she was going through it. I was like, oh, my gosh, like I was being selfish. I wasn't even thinking about the good that can come to this money with this money. I was just thinking about, OK, I'm rich. Now everybody's going to be calling me, asking me to do something or asking me for money. And I didn't want to deal with that. So that was right before I launched my company, which was perfect because I went into this company with the right attitude. I went into it and said, yes, you are going to be a multi-billion dollar company. You, you, it could be a multi-trillion dollar company, multi-million dollar company. It doesn't really matter. But focus on the good that you can do with the money. And that really has been my intention and my focus with every interaction, with every person, with every deal I close, with every contract. It's like, with this, we are going to do some good. I love it. I love it. And for the audience, I want to make sure that you have this site very clear so you can navigate to it. It's the letter X, RhodesTV.com. I'm going to spell it out, X-R-O-A-D-S, as in Sam, TV.com, XRoadsTV.com. Go there, check it out. And if you feel as enthused as I am, or even half as enthused, and you've got 50 cents in your pocket, take a look at getting some subscriptions here. 
and being part of something great. It's your opportunity. It's your chance. Perhaps this is one of those, you know, sometimes opportunities come knocking. So pay attention and see if that's the knock on the door for you in the audience and see what we can do. I'm very excited about it. I think internet TV and subscription internet TV, I think that that's a complete winner. Absolutely. Hands down. I'm very impressed by it. And Sharifa, Thank you, Tony. oh, my mm-hmm. greatest pleasure. And I wanted to ask, because I know that you consult with major brands, household names, names we hear about all over. And I wanted to ask you, are you still consulting? And if so, can you tell us a little bit about that, uh, your consulting business? Yes. I, I did want to go back to one thing real quick, if you don't mind, Tony, but I will answer that question. Because when I was telling you about the investment opportunity, I said there are two ways to get involved with Crossroads. The first way is the investment opportunity, and some people kind of feel like, oh, I don't know. But the production opportunity, we are looking, like I said before, actively looking for new shows to produce. Our Crossroads is where ideas meet action. So if you have an idea, we, what, what really, one of the reasons why I know we're going to be successful is because of our infrastructure. Partnering with or having a production company that's a part of Crossroads, we own our own cameras. We have our own red cameras. Whatever kind of cameras you're looking for, we can shoot in 2K, we can shoot in 4K. And aside from that, we have our own editing equipment. We have about a quarter million dollars worth of editing equipment. So for somebody who's tired of shooting their show on their iPhone and they want professionals to actually shoot their show, or maybe they have their own cameras, maybe they have their own top-of-the-line cameras, but they do not have the relationships with Hollywood. That's, you know, from the other network I was with, worked for for five years, the one thing that I took away from it was the relationships. There are so many people who know who I am because I was always talking to them and negotiating for that network. So because of the, those relationships, I can take any produced content and take it into the net major networks for a pitch session. So I just want people to become involved or to get involved with what we're doing at Crossroads. So if it's not the investment opportunity, hey, that's fine. Maybe it's the production opportunity. And if it's not the production opportunity, that's fine as well. But I always tell people one way or another, as a friend, because, you know, we are friends now. That's my whole thing in this world. Life It's like be a friend, be, be neighborly. And so as a neighbor, maybe this opportunity does not work for you. And that's okay. But maybe you know someone who might be interested in this opportunity. So I just ask and invite people to pass it along to anyone that they think might be interested in this opportunity. So to answer your initial question, yes, I'm a consultant. I've been a business consultant for over 25 years. I built my first website in 1994. I was ahead of my time. I had a, I had a website where most people didn't even have computers in their home because I, my daughter had just been born. My daughter's 24 now, and I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And that's what I tell everybody. People say, oh, well, what's your driving force and what's your driving passion? I wanted to be at home with my daughter. I wanted to see her take her first steps and say her first words and all these firsts. And then as she grow older, I wanted to be there and be around for my children. And so I knew then that the Internet was the only way to make money and still, you know, work from home. And it's so funny because, like I said, your challenges are not for you. They're for someone else. And so what I try to talk to somebody else is when God gives you a dream or God gives you a vision or whatever he gives you is for you. 
It's not for everyone else because the one thing that stood me back or held me back the most was other people. And those other people are the people who love me the most. But remember, this is 1994. In their mind, if you didn't go to work, you were lazy. It had nothing to do with how much money. You could have had a million dollars in the bank. You have to go out and go to work. And so I dealt with that. I went through that. To a certain extent, I listened to that as opposed to being able to be that kind of person who said, nope, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to, you know, have a website and it's going to make millions of dollars. And now what do I have? Crossroads, it is a network, but it's the internet. It's an internet digital television network. So I could have been maybe here 25 years ago, but timing is everything. So now when I consult, what I do is my specialty is monetization. Monetization is my key word. I have so many people who have been in business maybe for years, but they're not growing their business. They're not expanding their business, or maybe they're not making the money that they feel, not that I feel, but they feel they should be making. So they bring me in. And what I do is I kind of pick it apart and I look at it. And it's so funny that common consensus that I always get is that they tell me, you know what? 20 people, you know, five people, 50 people all looked at that same thing and said, oh, that's nice. Oh, it's good. And I'm like, okay, but you have to understand that I'm a trained professional. You know, the people around us, like when they look at our websites or our businesses, they just they don't even know enough about business or websites to help you if they wanted to. So the fact that you're doing a website, you know, is good. It's nice. But what really matters about a website? What can you add, change, remove that will monetize that same business? What can you change about the things that are you that you're doing right now? that will monetize your business. And for me, it's usually the simplest thing. Somebody makes a shift and then all of a sudden they see the money coming in. And that's my gift. I tell people I was born with at least two gifts, but I know my gifts were the gift of gab and the gift of manifestation. I can always make money. I don't know how, but it's just, it's, hey, it's a gift. I and absolutely so, love it. And I think you're part Italian because of the gift of gab. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a and, gift. And you know, I know that you're going to grow like crazy and, and build this company really, really well. So I want to make sure that you know, when you have a major update, come back. I want to interview you again. And I already know the oh, title. I already know the title of the next show. You ready? It's going to be, yes. it's going to be Sharifa Hardy, the queen of monetizing. <laughs> yes. I love that. That's, I'm going to take that. I'm going to borrow that from you. So I, I'm not going to, I love that. I'm not going to have that on any other show. That's your title. <laughs> yes. I mean, but that's what it is. You know why? Because the thing about it is, it, it's one of those things. And I always tell people it's simple, but it's hard. The, the simple things, the steps to make it happen are simple. I, this is one of my favorite expressions that I made up and I love it probably because I made it up. But I tell people business is business is business is business, which means that there are basics to business that don't mean that don't matter whether you're selling shoes, whether you're selling cars, whatever your product or service is, business is business is business is business. It doesn't matter what the product or service is. And where people go wrong is in, in one of my other expressions, I, I say to ask yourself, are you operating a hustle or are you operating a business? And if you're operating, I'm explaining that, but if you're operating a business, 
business is set up in a certain way. And if your business is not set up in this way, it's not going to work. It's not. I'm not wishing it's not going to work. I'm not hoping that on it. But you have to set up a business a certain way. I mean, I, I was one of the people who built the website for CheapTickets.com. And Cheap Tickets started selling tickets out of the trunk of their car. Mike Hartley and his wife started Cheap Tickets, which is huge out here. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But they were selling airline tickets out of the trunk of their car. So when you're selling something out of your, the trunk of your car, that's a hustle. That's what it's called, a hustle. I got but, you. Sharifa, the hustle from laid off to loving life. Absolutely mesmerizing interview. Definitely have to have you back on again. You know, I want to mark your road up to the very top and we'll do periodic interviews and find out where you are at now at CrossroadsTV.com because this is extremely exciting. It's, it's the future TV. I've, you know, I'm doing it. Many others are doing it. I think you're going to get a ton of content. And I just want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. We're definitely going to have to bring you back. There's much more to talk about. So if you're hanging on the edge of your chair and you want to hear more from Sharifa, go to xroadstv.com. And Sharifa, can they reach out to you and get a hold of you at, at that site? Absolutely. There's, there's the contact information, the phone number. Everything is there. Anyone who's listening, feel free to give me a call. 562-822-0965. Again, that number is 562-822-0965. Well, fantastic. Okay, everyone, pick up the phone and give her a call and go to her site. Sharifa Hardy from Laid Off to Loving Life. And the website once more is xroadstv.com. Thank you so much, Sharifa. It was great. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. The honor is mine. And for my amazing audience, thanks so much for listening. Remember, success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Be righteous. Join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.